podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 323 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Hello, Matt Foster, how's everybody? Uh, Becky will be with us in a bit. She's uh, just getting home from work, and I asked for an earlier recording this evening, because I am not feeling very well, and I will probably not be up too late. So, I've got a couple beers. I'm going to basically get through this podcast, be a bit sleepy, go to bed, hopefully feel better tomorrow. But um, we've got a bit of an unusual one uh, this week. Um, So um, some snafus involving film timings and uh, Mark uh, trying to get a car parking space. I'm going to send you a picture of a drawing, Ian, actually, right now of uh of my car parking situation you can have a look at it <laughs> um so I'll show you the, the the complications with with what with, with how it will so you can have some kind of visual aid okay i may even put this so... up on our, i may even put this up our uh, twitter feed so that if when you're listening to this uh, listeners and you want to you want to listen along to my car parking debacle uh, then you can find it out um so ian have you got the picture in front of you there yeah man like literally that car was parked there yes so the car what? the car that i'm saying um if you see the two there where it says this gap is um too smart to fit a car through yeah. the car at the furthest side away from where you enter the car park there was a good five or six feet away from the back of the wall right so literally you what couldn't say. get a car bear in mind our car has a shit turning circle anyway for some reason right. but that gap to swing round is is not what is it but if they'd have been back against the wall it had still been a tight squeeze but i could have done it but yeah, you couldn't fit a car through that. So the guy at the end that I've also marked on this, that guy, when I was there and I pulled out, uh, I tried to get up and tried to do it a few times and realised, do you know what? Got out and I was looking going, that gap is is really quite small. That yeah. guy got out of his car and went, I know, mate. <laughs> I was like, are, are you stuck? And he was like, yep. 
It's like, how long? He went, half an hour now? It's like, oh, and he went, I ain't got to be anywhere, and I'm watching a film on my iPad in my car, so I'm not that bothered, to be honest, but it has been half an hour. <laughs> oh, mate, you know that, that he had he had some fucking words for the for wherever part that i mean that's ridiculous though yeah. like so, you just just make the common courtesy make sure you're fucking leaving room for people to at least drive through she must have got out of it the weird thing is I, i'm saying she yeah uh, i was I, gonna pick you up on that wait, the reason being <laughs> is because i went and had a look at the car and there was a lot of female diatribe around it okay so so that is why I said she then. Um, so it might not have been, it might have been a guy, but it did appear to be a girl's car. Now, by the way, I'm not saying that if it had been a guy, it had been parked better because I would say 95% of the people who park shitty in car parks are guys. Trust me. Um, but yeah, so that's why I said she there. Um, but yeah, it's, she must have, or he, the person must have got out of the car and had to walk around the front of their car and must have looked and gone, ooh, that gap's a bit small. How far back am I? Oh, shit. <laughs> and then been able to move it back a little bit. I, I, it, it, I'm already starting to get a bit of anxiety about Friday, so I've got a ticket to see The Irishman at um, well, Chapter Art Centre. I have a ticket to see The Irishman at The Everyman. At The Everyman. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm actually, it's for 7.45 and I'm actually at work till eight o'clock. Luckily, um, the member of staff I've got in with me, I am perfectly capable of leaving for half an hour, 40 minutes on their own, um, to close up. That's not a problem. It is that it's quiet on a night that they can do that. So I have no problem with that in yeah. the case of an emergency. If it was just to go and see a film that I could see another day, fine. But literally it is playing two screenings in York. That is it. On the Thursday night, one at 7.45 and one at 3.15 in the afternoon. So I'm like, right, leave work a little bit early, like a real little bit early, less than an hour early, and go and see it in York, or have to go and see it on Friday night and have to drive an hour there to see it and then an hour back home. So um, but then I'm looking at that and going, oh, shit, but what if I can't get parked there? Now, there is a park, car park another sort of five minutes away. That's that's not too bad. And I actually did go to that one today, but that was full as well. But that's not usually that full on a night. So I, I'm not that anxious about it. Yeah, I mean, that's it's like the last last time I went to Chapter, it, it was a long time ago. And the thing is, there's no train stations kind of like anywhere near it because of and, and also by the time I get out of the Irishman, it'll probably be about 11 o'clock and it might, I might actually get pushed for a last train home. Yeah. Um, but I'm very nervous about finding a car parking spot around there. Um, very nervous. Um, so we'll, we'll see. And I'm already annoyed about the fact I had to fucking pay for a ticket to the Irishman when movie go are doing free ticket with a movie subscription there um, for, the Irishman this week and I could use that in chapter so I'm gonna I'm gonna remember that I've got I think next the week after it'll be Marriage Story which is a Netflix film and that's playing in chapter so I'm gonna fucking hold off a book in anything but I just figured it's the you know it's the it's the Irishman it's a Friday night I want to see it the first chance I get I think I should bet I I bet a book Mm. and I hope it's full I fucking hope it's full 
that's it. I, I, I don't like booking for the simple fact is that usually when I book, bad things happen. Um, mm. So uh, I, I'm not going to book, but I think I might book on this, but Becky's still unconfirmed if she's coming with me or not. So I need to wait on that first. It's um, it's exciting. Like, like that's going to get me through the week knowing that Friday night, it's the Irishman. It's three and a half fucking hours of Scorsese. Can't yeah. just bring, just fucking bring it. That that's it. I, I think I'm gonna stop drinking liquids on Wednesday about midday, <laughs> just in case. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited about it. And the thing is, I'm I'm away with work for like three days next week. So even if it was on other days, I'd really struggle to get to it. But then again, I might be able to go see it while where I'm away. But I don't know. I, I don't know how much free time I'm going to get. So, sorry, Tito. It's Donna's just Donna's just asked me if I can put the grill on. I'm ever so sorry. I'll be I'll be oh, back fine. in a sec. Wow. So apparently next year, I'm just going to talk to you guys about this for a little bit. There is a Scooby Doo animated um, movie coming out uh, called Scoob, um, where Zac Efron is Fred. Uh, Amanda Seyfried is Daphne. Um, Jason Isaacs is Dick Dastardly. Uh, Gina Rodriguez is Velma. Will Forte is Shaggy. Uh, and Frank Walker, Walker obviously is is, is Scooby Doo. That's that's interesting. That I'm quite intrigued by that. Wow, this is a voice cast. It's also got. Uh, Ken Jong in it, Tracy Morgan, uh, Wahlberg. Wow, that's a that's a, this is an odd one. I'm just kind of quite looking forward to that. You know, I just put. You know, I just went downstairs. Yes. Okay. You were just okay. All right. You were just talking to the audience. I was, I was feeling talking to the audience about the uh, animated movie Scoob. Oh, I watched the trailer for that. I haven't watched um, it for it yet, actually. No, just, I, I literally, I only found out about it literally a few seconds ago because I saw there was a trailer. I thought they've done an animated Scooby movie, and then looked and was like, "Holy shit, that's fucking cast!" Why? Who's in the cast? Um, voice cast: Mark Wahlberg, Zac Efron, Amanda Seyfried, Mackenzie Grace, Jason Isaacs, Gina Rodriguez, Will Forte. Uh, obviously, Frank Welker is doing Scooby Doo, Ken Jong, uh, and Tracy Morgan. Who's Who's Shaggy? Um, Shaggy's Will Fart. Okay. Yeah. It, it looks It looks quite fun. Yep. Um Yeah. No, it, the trailer looks all right. I should just say, so you didn't get to see Midway. I didn't get to see Midway because of the parking snafu. Yeah. So. Um, we're we're gonna talk about um Cold Pursuit uh, yeah. because it's the the one film that we've um both seen this week. Dante says hello. I don't know any Dantes. Yes, I do. He worked at the Kehoe Airport with my son, Kyle. You know him too. Tell me what happened. All right, Pops, there's a door, all right? Now, I don't know what igloo you crawled out of, but I think it's time you crawled back in. And trust me, that's your uh, best move. 
Because in the in the gap of what I thought, right, well I was gonna watch Midway, shit, I need a film that what is it? And and I know Ian's watched Cold Pursuit because I saw that he'd watched it. So I thought, right, I will watch that because it was what I think we were going to do when it came out, but there was other stuff out that week. Yeah. And I thought, do you know what? It, yeah, I think I think we can get enough out of that. It looks it looks like we it, it could do. So that's why I went for that. Yeah, so this is this is going to be an interesting experiment. We'll uh, we'll 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 see how it goes. So yeah, um, I don't know. It 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 does ever so slightly feel like the kind of the calm before the storm as well, because you know it wasn't the biggest cinema release week in the world. You know, The Irishman opened on I think two screens in London and one in Belfast, which was fucking nuts. Um, so you know there was no way we we're going to see that. So we'll be reviewing The Irishman next week um so yeah um i don't know should we should we talk about cold pursuit now because um obviously if bex has seen any trailers then she can talk trailers with us later yeah we can get a cold pursuit now yeah okay cool um so let me just pull up who the fuck directed it i want to say hans moleman but that's not right it was it, it i don't think it was a hans moleman production i don't think it was a moleman production no. it was hans um hans Pe- peter moland which I think I think that's a pseudonym, like you know, I think that's a pseudonym for Hans Molman. Hans Molman. So uh, yeah, it stars um, Liam Neeson, um, uh, William Forsyth, Tom Bateman, Amy Rossum, um, Laura Dern in a really fucking weird role. <laughs> in, a, in a does Laura Dern know she's in this? <laughs> like literally, what is that about? She's in it f- for what? Maybe two scenes. Yeah, it doesn't even... I mean, she does say stuff, but she kind of almost doesn't. She literally... I mean, at one point says, did you know our son had Facebook? Yeah, I mean, it's just... All right, so, yeah, Cold cold Pursuit. Basically, story is uh, Liam Neeson plays um, a uh, road... Um, like a snow plow. He plays Mr. Plow. Yeah, he does. That's his name. He's Mr. Plow. Um, you know, it's directed by Hans Moleman and he, Liam Neeson plays plays Mr. Plow. So, um, yeah, uh, his son is uh, uh, killed by um, uh, some uh, kind of like low level uh, drug dealer guys. They're, they're kind of boss Viking played by Tom Bateman. And uh, Liam Neeson basically go, goes on a kind of Coenzy revenge mission. Um, where the local authorities get involved, but then kind of don't get involved. It's it's an odd duck remake of um, I believe the Swedish film In Order of Disappearance, uh, which starred uh, Stellan Skarsgård, um, directed by that film's director. Yep. Um, and yeah, so this is on Amazon Prime in the UK if you're uh, if you if you um, if you're intrigued. And uh, Mark, what did you think of Cold Pursuit? Um, I, like you say, it, it really is an odd duck of a film, isn't it? Um, it's it, it, it's very very coheny, isn't it? Very, in the sense that there's some bits in there that are just um, that are awkwardly funny, but you're watching it going, I, I this is. Are they playing this? Fu- it, it, this is definitely being played to be awkwardly funny, but it's not stretching it too far that it outright makes you laugh. You're just watching it going, 
oh god please make this stop like the bit where they um where they pull his son out of the in, in the morgue to identify oh, and they're yeah. pulling the table up and it's just going on for ages but even liam neeson's character's turning around and looking at laura dern as if to say is this guy fucking serious yeah um so it, it's that but it does have that kind of nordic um I want to say nastiness to it, but that Nordic, I don't think it is nastiness, that Nordic um, temperament to it, where it feels a little bit like it's wagging its finger at you, going, don't fucking laugh. Don't fucking laugh. Yeah. As you're yeah. Like going, but is it funny though? Is it funny? And it, it's kind of got that, there's a naturalistic look to it. It's, I, I mean, I know, I, I feel like I'm fucking broken record with these things. It's too long. Without question, it's too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's touching two hours, and it, it it loses pace. And at one point, literally, Liam Neeson goes missing for a good twenty minutes um, yeah, yeah. In, in the middle. Well, it's not a problem that he's gone missing; that it's that. But it, you are there going, "Oh, holy shit! Yeah, Liam Neeson's in this," because it it becomes too much about um, Tom Bateman, the the Viking, his character uh, in it. And I I'm not that interested in his character i'm i'm more interested in liam neeson's character because it's definitely it's definitely a different film than the trailer let on it was um i I didn't expect him to go full revenge mission uh as much as he does which is quite cool that he does go full revenge mission uh, I, I quite I quite enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, that it, it gets quite brutal quite early on, <laughs> and he's he's really quite violent in it quite early on, which 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 I I, I dug. But it, it looks great. Um, it does run out of steam a little bit. Um, but I I, I quite like. Um, I really I I quite enjoyed my time with it. Liam Neeson playing straight man, but can can quite easily get quite violent really quickly it, it, it is quite good there's a there's an air of kind of confidence to him which you know you're not expecting he doesn't bumble anything he kind of pulls everything off with with quite with a lot of ease well yeah i mean that's it and i mean one of one of the i i i enjoyed my time with it it is it is too long but i I did enjoy it but one one of the things is that there is a strange lack of threat about the thing um i mean the the subplot with emmy rossum and the other copper yeah just it just literally goes nowhere yeah it it does there's there's an amusing what is it with the i'm more worried about uh what kurt Kurt laying away tonight thinking he's got a chance with you (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, like, they pick up on that later with, uh, like, Kurt kind of calls her back and says, you don't deserve this intel. Tell me you don't deserve it. You know, and it, but again, it kind of goes nowhere. There's yeah. the bit towards the end where the kid's, like, driving the snowplow and it's like, oh, it's my nephew. Yeah. And then that's kind of it for the police. And yeah. you've got Emmy Rossum's character who's kind of like, we're going to crack this. We're going to sol- solve this. And there's, like, th- she goes to see Liam Neeson at one point. It's like, okay, is this going off in that? Like she's gonna figure it out, and then no, it just kind of it abandons that, and it's it's very odd because you you know the relationship between Viking and his and his ex, you know it, it's like the, the weird kind of like sexual tension, then her, her just like telling him to basically fuck off on each, each turn, kind of 
turns to nothing. It, it's it's odd because the film starts with a very clear through line of Liam Neeson getting revenge, takes a shitload of tangents through the middle, and then ends where you where you kind of expect it to end even though it's it's done a lot of tangenting in 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 that middle section i yeah. will say though the closing 10 seconds or so one of my favorite endings to a film this fucking year that <laughs> like just really like odd and funny yeah 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 the the the, the, the what is it it is, but that's kind of like that whole thing was a bit like it, it, it sums up the movie, I think, in a lot of ways. In the sense that you've got this, it it does feel all over the place, um, and the it, Tom Bateman is very odd in this. I I can't work out if he's crap or if his character is just that pathetic. I I I quite enjoyed him. I thought it. I thought he got a sense of the of the material well, um, yeah. you know, like the and I I think the film's quite knowing as well because you know you've got the bit where the uh, the um, oh, what the fuck's the the hitman called the Eskimo? Yeah, yeah, like um, where like the Eskimo fucks over Liam Neeson and then um, Tom Bateman um, has him killed, and then later on you get the janitor. <laughs> Um, yeah. And it's like you just you know where it's going, yeah. and it doesn't it, it it you know it's just like ten thousand dollars you've you've got a deal then just cuts to his name and the R I P thing and, and it's <laughs> like the, the the it knows what it's doing there. Yeah. Um, that that little bit is literally is literally him that, that when it comes up and it says his name with the R.I.P. because it does this throughout the movie where everyone that's killed after they die it goes blank and has their name and their that's like their nickname or their mob name in what is it? Um, but that one was literally like that. But Tom Bateman looked at the camera and just kind of like did a little side glance almost at that. Yeah, totally. I um, and it, it's. I like I like those touches. Um, it just it, it it seems to get lost. I'm intrigued. I'd be intrigued to watch In Order of Disappearance just to see if that has those moments or if it develops those moments a little bit more. Yeah, uh, to see if, if, if well, yeah, that's it. Or to see if it's something that he, he he thought of whilst making this movie or what thought of post that movie and thought wouldn't it be funny if we did this or this or this like. Making the two of the um, the henchmen a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, that's a fun idea, and it kind of comes out of nowhere, and it, it leads into the 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 ending. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. It kind of it inverts your expectations, and I mean, you can even say that about Laura Dern's character, and, and I mean, like Emmy Rossum, you know. But it's it's weird that you cast Laura Dern. And Emmy Rossum, two like you know names. I mean Emmy Rossum to a le- lesser extent, but then I don't know. It's like is Laura Dern just like a friend of the directors or something? It, it feels like um, uh, fucking Alison Chani was in something where she only had a couple of scenes. She was somebody's boss, and she kept on chewing them out. Ah, oh, what the fuck was that film? 
Alice and Johnny was in a film where, oh, fucking mama. Like, um, she was Octavia Spencer's. It, what, I'm pretty sure it was Alice and Johnny. It was um, Octavia. Sp- Did you see mama? You, yeah, we reviewed it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, yes she was. Yeah. That, she was like she the, was the, the, ah, the, yeah. the vet who was just like a bitch to Octavia Spencer for a couple of scenes. Yeah. And it was just because, like, uh, I, I think, like, she's friends with Taylor Hackford. Yeah. And it kind of felt like it felt like that. It, I mean, just why the fuck was Laura Dern in this? You know, you got Emma Ro- Emmy Rossum and they're, they're, they're given nothing to do. And, you know, OK, if it's, you know, if it's a male film about men, you know, I, I, problematic, but fair enough. But Laura Dern, you've got Laura Dern. And who's like an early favorite to win an Oscar this year. And you give her two scenes. It just, it, it, it I don't know. That annoys me, but, but it was nice to see. Uh, sorry, go on. The thing is, Laura Dern has, has done this a lot in her career. You know, just cropped up and been like in, in films for a few scenes. She, she seems like one of those where it, it might literally be that, she she knows the director or knows the writer or knows Liam Neeson or something like that and has just agreed. <laughs> I just I, I I hope she was compensated well for her time. Yes. You know I, I but but then again Liam Neeson it's nice to see him do one of these revenge films but twist shit up. You know it's not the commuter it's not nonstop. Mm. Um it, it's something with a with more heart as kind of blackly comic as it is you know his relationship with viking son is well handled um you know you 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 get you do get the sense that he's just a nice guy who knows how to handle shit and handles shit yeah that, that, that that's exactly it. it just it all seems quite it seems like natural, but in an unnatural. It, it, he seems like the most natural. No, he seems like a natural character in the world the film exists. He seems like a natural everyman, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure, sure. A little bit yeah. like it, it's like let me like like he's the nice twin brother of the guy from The Grey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now I could. <laughs> oh, The Grey um yeah no no quite um it's just it's it's weird because it's it's utterly inessential but while it's on it's it's a good time it's a lot of fun yeah it is i i had a good time with it It, it's it's engaging as well um it, it 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 gets you watching it and it's it's really fast paced to start off with as well it, it, it really, it, you're, if you've seen the trailer, you get to a point about half an hour into it and go, or half an hour, 40 minutes into it and go, right, we've covered a fucking shitload of the trailer here. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the movie I expected it to be. And there's some, there's some good kills in that as well. I know, abs- absolutely, yeah. Um, no, no, there's some, there's some fucking fantastic kills in it. it it's, um, that that's the thing. It's just got that, it's it's kind of like a Scandi Cohen hybrid. Mm. Um, 
for all all the good that all the good that there is there it just um i don't know it it feels like it it feels like it could have been better um and it it could have been something a bit more it yeah it, I, I think it, it feels like it could have been a lot better but it might have been a lot worse um if i i think it needed to pick it needed to pick its side a little bit a bit of which story it wanted to focus on That's because I, I don't think it focuses enough on on either once you get about two-thirds of the way in uh, and it ends up it tries to bring them back together and you go in right but i've spent too long away from that bit of it and i didn't spend enough time with this bit of it to give a shit so i there's some threads that it starts that like you say it doesn't go nowhere that you're going right but i wanted to know what's going to happen there and i want to know what's happened there and where's that guy gone and, and Oh yeah, what happened to that guy? It is a little bit like that, but it, it, it's a movie in the snow, and I love movies that are in the snow. Mm-hmm. It looks really fucking nice. Yeah, it does. It, you can see why this movie costs sixty million dollars. Um, uh, uh, okay, stop there. I think it. I think it looks nice. This film costing sixty million dollars. Like, how many Tesla Model Xs did they shoot up? <laughs> I think a lot of that is going to be. I would say a third of that is probably Neeson. I yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm sure Neeson commands a, like a hefty salary. Don't get me wrong. I mean, shit, man. I wish a third of it was fucking done. Um, but it, it's it look yeah. It looks nice. It also looks like it could have been a, an indie. It does. Yeah. It does, but I, just, I, I, I do think it looks nice. But then again, it is snow, and you can but, make snow look anything but nice. No, I mean, that, that's it. I mean, maybe it's just like there was a lot of location shooting. Because, I mean, it looks like there's a lot of location shooting in very cold weather, and it might just be that that kind of shit costs a lot of money. Well, I'm actually and, reading that, um, that, that part of actually putting the production budget up was they intended to shoot one place and then couldn't in the end because of... Um, they didn't have the right permits apparently oh, to shoot geez. what they were supposed to shoot, so they literally had to change their mind <laughs> very late on. So that could have added a a bit extra on, couldn't it? Yeah, because I mean that's the thing. If you told me that this cost forty million because it stars Liam Neeson, I'd probably be like, yeah, all right, fair enough. But sixty million feels. I, I think this is probably Neeson's last big one of these paydays. Because he's, he's said now isn't it, that, that this is essentially the last one of these movies he's doing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's he and it, it, it kind of feels like he's one interview away from being cancelled. Uh, yeah, I think he's maybe taking a bit of time to, to take a bit of time to, um, to, 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 to reevaluate himself. Mm, mm, Which, um, what he said was was misguided uh, in the way that he said it. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't um, think I, I I don't think Liam Neeson is one of the bad guys. No, um, it it was just I don't know. It was just a very frank answer, which in a in in today's world, yeah. Um, you have to be very careful with how you explain yourself. 
I mean, it is mad. It, it, I think you do forget that Liam Neeson is in his late 60s as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's easy to forget there. I mean, that's that's it, man. I mean, like it's and you know, he's obviously had some tragedy in his life as well. It's like I wish the guy well. I hope he just, you know, he's he's got enough bank. I just hope he has fun with his decades younger girlfriend. You know, if they have a kid or two, brilliant, and he can enjoy his days. You know, it's yeah, but definitely, I mean, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Um, a I recommend, I'd, I'd say actually, I'd, I'd recommend it to quite a lot of people. It's the sort of film where I, I think enough people would get enough fun out of it. It's a, it, it's a solid uh, midweek fun watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it feels, it feels like a film bastards film. It, it you know, it like it feel like a film bastards film. It, it's not going to be the, your film of the year, but it will be like a solid seven or eight out of ten depending on how predisposed you are to it yeah and it's one of those where in a couple of years time i could see myself going scrolling through going oh, what do i watch tonight what do i watch tonight yeah fuck it that'll do bang yeah yeah i mean i i um you know i watched most of this on a train back from london on friday after a, uh, after a work course thing with a few train beers and i had a good time uh, yeah i i could imagine that would be a good time a, a, a good uh, yeah a good iPad trail watch this movie could be for sure. Yeah, that was exactly it. That was exactly it. So yeah. yeah. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really is. It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I'm just, just getting confirmation. It's just in, that's the third time though. I mean, I must, is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody... <laughs> He looks like somebody who can keep a secret. Are you a craft beer junkie? Do you eagerly anticipate the freshest IPA release from your local craft brewer? Do you check in every beer you've ever had on Untapped? Do you know the difference between a Belgian triple and a Berliner Weisse? Then do we have a podcast for you. What's Untapped podcast gives you beer reviews, interviews with brewers, behind-the-scenes access to beer festivals, games, and more. Whether you're a craft beer junkie or new to the world of craft brewing, What's on Tap podcast is something for you. Check us out online, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and now we are podsyndicate.com. And as always, keep drinking, you dum-dums. Very good. Um, okay, so, uh, what have you been watching, bud? I've got quite a few. Are you, are you ready to join, or are you just going to be listening? Bex is just going to be listening, but she will be joining us soon. So I'll do my what I've been watching that that Bex wasn't watching. If that okay. makes sense. Uh, so uh, I rewatched Tag, the comedy from last year. No one's rewatched Tag apart from you. 
I think this is the third time I watched it. Uh, to be, to you know what? I think the second time you watched it, I think I said no one has really watched Tag apart from you. I haven't even watched the fucker yet. I bought it for one ninety nine on iTunes when they have one of those weird deal fucking things that they have every so often. Nice. Yeah. So I bought it for one ninety nine and I watched it. Um, yeah. So I got into work way too early um, the other day um, and uh, I, I thought, right, well, I can do do a few bits. But I thought, no, do you know what? I'm in from nine in the morning till eight at night. And I got there at like quarter past eight. I thought, no, I'm going to watch a little bit of a movie. So um, I watched the first half of Tag there, and then I watched the second half at, at, at home the other day. Uh, Tag's, uh, it's a fun movie, but I, I will say on third watch, I started thinking, right, this, it, it starts to feel a little bit like a, like it would have been better suited as a bunch of sketches put together to create like a mini sketch series, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does feel a little bit like that. Um, it it doesn't quite have enough. Maybe if I'd watched it in three years' time, I'd have been all right. But the fact that it's only been out like a fucking year, and I've watched it three times already, and I was all right with it to start off with, <laughs> um, is is maybe something. But yeah, it's a um, it's fun enough, um, but it does start to lose its luster a little bit the more you watch it, is what I would say. So, <laughs> okay, fair enough. So I'd, 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 I'd give it... <laughs> if you've already watched it, give it another couple of years. And it's just a, it. If, it, if it wasn't for the fact that you'd seen it three times, I would have said that's probably the movie of last year that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, and yet you you are just willing it into existence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is some guy. There's something like going. Some pricks watch tag three fucking times on iTunes. <laughs> some fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't even think the director's watched it three times. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um, moving on to other movies, I don't think the director has watched as many times as I have. <laughs> Go on. Uh, Rewatch Black Hat. Fuck it. Do you know, I have that on iTunes and I've been meaning to rewatch that for the longest time, but I want to fucking, I want to, I want to do like a mini series of Michael Mann. Just watch nothing but fucking Michael Mann. Yeah, I am, I am, I am, I am going to do like a mini series of of Michael Mann's because um, I, I like Black Hat. I think it's a movie that got away from man in the sense that I think it's not quite the movie he wanted to make yeah, for yeah. some reason. Um, I did a lot of reading about because I've been desperate to watch the director's cut of it, but you can't get it anywhere. So did I did that, of- like, so like it played like one screening in like LA or New York, yeah, and it. It plays on a cable network in the US every now and then. It's like whenever it's, I want to say whenever it's on FX in the US, for some reason they show that cut. Yeah, it, no, they, you you could, the weird thing is when it was on FX, uh, when it's on FX, it's the normal cut. Uh, it was briefly available uh, uh, to rent on certain cable networks in the States, but never available to buy. 
So if you if you when it's on the TV, it is just a normal version. If you go into the store and rent it, it's the di- it was the director's cut. It is no longer that apparently. Um, I, I'll be honest. I don't have. I, I own this movie, but I have tried to find. I will say the director's cut, and I have been unsuccessful so far. Um, it's. It should be better because it's Michael Mann, but at points it is. Re- there are set pieces in it that are ridiculously good, ridiculously tense. And so well shot. And I always still say to Becky that that I, I I don't like countryside. It can go fuck itself. It's boring, especially British countryside, because it's just fucking brown. And even when it's green, it is just waiting to be brown. So it's shite. I don't get it. When people say, oh, right, for a lovely walk, it's fantastic. I think I bet it was shit. I bet it was brown. Whereas I could fucking walk through a fucking cityscape on a fucking night with all the fucking lights and everything like that on and go, do you know what? I am just walking through Michael Mann's mind. This just is fucking fuck hallelujah. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly where I, I, I am with it. And, and nobody shoots fucking city lights and landscapes like that like Michael Mann. Just a message for Noel. Your countryside bike rides can go fuck themselves. Yeah. I love you, Noel. <laughs> like, the, the countryside, no, just no. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so, Cities are so much better than fucking countryside. They, like, they are. I was, I, like, I, was in, I, I was in London on Friday, and it was like, I fucking love London. I, I, I'm not entirely sure I could live there full time. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would want to live there. there. I'd be fine with living in London if I was very wealthy and could live in London. But yeah. I know that that being who I am now, if I lived in London, bunny years, uh, I'd actually have to live an hour outside of London and commute into London to work. Oh mate, I tell you what, like there's this there's this girl I was on this course with, and she was talking about like the. Uh, Buying a, a place with a with a part uh, with a husband, and she was just like, "We literally have to live in uh, Woking, yeah, because not London, <laughs> which is not London." But she's just like, "It's the only way we will ever buy a house," and yeah. it's like, "Jesus Christ!" I like I oh. yeah um there's I, I, I think Black Hat is undercooked. I think that is its problem. It's undercooked. Yeah. But when it when it's good, it is so fucking good. I think it's it's also a lot of the things that are the the criticisms that you can label it. At, you can go back and go, yeah, but Miami Vice has that a little bit, and in Heat has that a little bit. But the thing is, the Miami Vice for Miami Vice has a lot of detractors. I think that film is staggeringly good at points. But you're always going back to going, yeah, but none of them are as good as Heat. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, that, that, that's but then again, true. But then again, in terms of heist movies and action thrillers, there are very few movies that are as good as Heat. Heat, unfortunately, is 
is held in massive regard, but for some reason is still undervalued because it never got nominated for anything. Which makes no sense, but it is true. It's the same with Seven. We don't, we all think these movies are magnificent, but uh, they're just ridiculously good movies, but they're often thought of as being solid movies rather than masterpieces because they didn't get 12 Oscar nominations or seven Academy Awards or whatever. And it's like, but look at them. (laughs) Heat was 95, wasn't it? Yep. So that was um, Forrest Gump. Yep. No, hang on. No, Forrest Gump was Pulp Fiction year. That was 94. Yes, it was. What year? Black Hat, it has some staggeringly good sequences, but it is, it doesn't quite, it, it, it isn't as good as you always hoped it would be, I think, is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am going to rewatch Black Hat at some point soon. It's just like you say, it, it's like, I, I'd really like to watch that director's cut. If anyone, um, if anyone knows of how to get at it. Yeah, then get in touch. You know, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, what I would also say there is, the thing is, I, I'd be saying, you know, give it a rewatch. Like, we let's know that. But we are heading into the last six weeks, six, seven weeks of the year. And there's a lot of end of, you know, end of decade stuff to rewatch. And I don't think this is going to be troubling your end of decade top 10, let's say. No, it's um, it's quite intimidating, isn't it? Like the amount of yeah. films to get through. Um, should is- we... Sorry. Yeah, the thing is, with that, I know there's a whole host of ones where I don't need to worry about rewatching them because I know where they are in it. It's more the ones where I'm going, oh, I want to rewatch that just to check this, this, and this. <laughs> it's almost just like watch bits of them and go, yep, yep, that confirms my yeah, thinking. Fine with that, fine with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to watch a shitload of. A shitload of Steve Jobs in seven minutes. Blah, 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 blah. Good. Okay, next one. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Watch the whole thing. I'm going to watch the whole thing. <laughs> should we talk about um, just briefly what we talked about on WhatsApp the other day about what yeah, we're going to. Yeah, yeah, go. So we are going to do an end of year show, which will be in mid January as it always is. But. We are also going to do some best of decade stuff. Now, on the regular feed, you will get top 10 of the decade. But on the patron feed, you're going to get top 100 of the decade. Yeah. And that's me and Mark Defo. Yeah. Bex, like, we will leave that at her door. Yeah. Because if she, I think she might be joining us for top twenty fives in that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, yeah. Just, and the only reason for that is because you know, obviously, we've been doing this show week in week out for the best part of ten years now. Bex has not, and she, I, I, it just, frankly, like, there might be a lot of like some films that we talk about that she just hasn't seen. Yeah, there is there is that possibility. Um, and and also, actually, to be actually fair, can I just point something out? She doesn't want to do it. She doesn't want to do it. <laughs> can I just point something out? Yeah. It is our seven-year anniversary today. 
Fuck off. Sorry. Yep. It is our seven-year anniversary today. Our first episode went live uh, the 11th of November 2012. What, episode zero? Episode zero, yeah. No way, really? Yep. Seven fucking years. Where where, where episode zero, we did an introduction about the podcast and we spoke about the uh, upcoming reboot of Star Wars. So that was just when Disney bought Lucasfilm then? Yeah. Yep. And then episode one, we did the master, didn't we? We did do the master. Which won't be coming up on our top 100 of the decade. We also discussed Twilight, didn't we, as well? Oh, because we both actually quite like the Twilight series of movies. I yeah, I, I again they're not going to come up in the top one hundred. No, but, um, but I, I I yeah I still remain perfectly fine with them. Don't yeah. see what everyone's problem was. Everyone's problem was nobody wanted to admit that they liked them. It it it's like if you go into a working men's club and start talking about romantic comedies, they'll all go, oh no, bollocks that, bollocks that, and you're thinking you fucking watch them, you fucking know you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so the plan is, don't know when the fuck we're going to do this yet, but I want to have that show out on New Year's Eve. Um, going to fucking try and God knows how long it's going to be. I think like what we're kind of thinking of doing is maybe like for the like the earlier ones, just 30 seconds each. Yeah. Just bang, bang, bang. Round it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, we'll, we'll sort something out. But yeah, you're going to get top 100 of the decade on the Patreon feed. Um, I have to make sure I've seen Cats before we record that. Um, and then uh, we'll, 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 uh, we'll, yeah, we'll uh, do top 10 on the uh, on the on the regular feed. So yeah, look forward to that. Um, so what else have you been seeing, dude? Uh, what? Did I just hear you say you've been chatting shit at people for seven years? Yeah. Wow. Seven years. That's amazing. So you, you've joined us now, haven't you, Becky? I have. You've been chatting shit at people for about 16 months. <laughs> I'm very good at chatting shit. Would you give me a glass of water? I don't know. I'm supposed to get a glass of water. Oh, you bitch. I don't know. I'm supposed to get a glass of water. I'm going to get a glass of water now. Uh, do you want to do uh, the other what we've been watching now? Oh, it's not to your what you've been what you've been watching. Uh, do you know, I can't remember what I've watched on my own apart from I didn't I haven't watched Factory Girl by the time we did last time's show did I? that was this week. No, no, you haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, so I've been I've been wanting to rewatch Factory Girl for a bit. Um, I, I find the whole Lady Cedric thing really intriguing and depressing, but also really interesting. Um, I can see why rewatching Factory Girl everyone was basically unhappy with it everyone is portrayed as a bit of a knobhead um <laughs> they just start like i can see why dylan was upset with it i can see why um like andy warhol's people would be upset with it Edith cedric's family you can see why they'd be upset with it everyone is just portrayed as just a bit of a car crash <laughs> it, it, it is a little bit like oh this bunch of dickheads don't like being portrayed as a bunch of dickheads yeah <laughs> Oh, also your bourgeois dickheadery uh, has come back to bite you on the ass, is it? <laughs> it just, I don't know, I, I can see why everyone was unhappy with it. Um, Sienna Miller's really good as Edith Edric, though. She's, she's, she's got, like, the voice down and everything and the mannerisms and things like that. And Hello, I'm Edith Sedgwick. <laughs> How are you, Bob Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> No, he's not called Bob Dylan in this. Is no, it? he's not. He wouldn't so give he's his specifically rights. Specifically, not called Bob Dylan. 
What's he called? Hello, Dob Billen. No. <laughs> called something really stupid, actually, I think. Or is that just everyone else in the film? I'm gonna Hello, think. Alden Erin Reich. What is she called? Dr. Cucumber? <laughs> no. I think it's Dr. Cucumber. Dr. Cu- yeah, he's definitely called Dr. Cucumber. I'm sure he'd have been thrilled at that as well. Um, in. Oh. It was just on IMDb as musician. Yeah. I'm sure it does have a name in it, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's well performed and everything, but everyone's just a twat. I don't guess most people were a twat. Maybe. It's too bad you weren't. Uh, you, you didn't review it when the film came out, because I think that probably could have gone on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> well acted, but everyone's just a twat. Yeah. Hmm. Bex, you can do this next one, because tell everyone how excited you got. <laughs> well, so we we were looking for a film to watch when we were scrolling through. Was it was it Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know how like films come up in multiple lists. So they're just scrolling through Netflix. So Greek tragedies will have something in, and then it'll be in irreverent comedies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Airplane kept coming up. So I kept suggesting Airplane, and Mark was like, No, it's. It's late, it's blah, 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 long. No, it was oh, quite short. Oh, why was it then? Why, why were you just being a dickhead? <laughs> I'm ridiculous. to watch an airplane. Twat. <laughs> so every time it came up, I, I suggested airplane. And then we, we, Mark took the remote off me and started looking for something himself. And then I was looking at my phone and, and I'm watching the trailer and it started. And he's like, what are you watching? Because I was just giggling to myself. And I was watching the trailer for Airplane, as as you do when it's refused as something that you want to watch. So, um, yeah, so Mark agreed to let me watch it. Yeah, because you were laughing that much at the trailer. I thought, I've, <laughs> just got, I've got to know. It just feels wrong. I mean, it would have been wrong. It would have been, been cruel, been. in yeah, fact. It would have been, it would have been cruel, oh, yeah. It's such a fucking funny film. Like, I, I, I think it could be your favourite comedy. Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, you laugh an awful lot at Airplane. <laughs> an awful lot. Every time. Leslie Nielsen said, stop calling me Shirley. You <laughs> <laughs> now. And the, the smoking or non-smoking, and the ticket comes out smoking. <laughs> and you've seen this film so many times. Magazines have got funny names, like Whacking Weekly or something. Um, It's all just funny. (sighs) Yeah, you love Airplane, don't you? It's brilliant. And the way they keep explaining dead panelly what stuff is, but that's not the point right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just fucking brilliant. Um, So yeah, it's like like, uh, a hospital. Um, they, what's that? It's like it's a big building with <laughs> patients <laughs> in it. Let's play ball right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh god, it's great. It's really, really fucking funny. Uh, what else have we watched? I might, I might watch the trailer right now. No, you're not watching the trailer right now. We're talking about the actual podcast. And you <laughs> should have fucking late. Watched <gasps> Airborne, didn't we? Airplane too. Is that in It's not as good. Um, we watched Airborne, didn't we, Bex? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, okay. You would literally laugh at the description of Airplane 2. No, no, no. I'm laughing at the um, the thing where she's like, nervous? Yes. First time? No, I've been nervous lots of times. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, God. Anywhere to you fall off of you. The, 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 um, the, the, the post-credits of Airplane is still one of the finest post-credits sequences, uh, scenes ever as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
It, it's one of those that actually earns it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what a fucking great film. It's, well, it's not as good as the other film that we watched with Air in the name. I mean, probably is. Do you know what? Airborne's not shit, and that was that was the maximum I was hoping for from it. Uh, yeah, I literally... Uh, we, we had, I described it as low stake to Mark a couple of days after we watched it. It was like, <laughs> it is not. They're just fighting to, like, what? Nothing. They're just having a race to see who can win the race. There's no stakes. There is stakes. There's a lot, there's a lot at stake. There's rep for a start off. I mean... Oh, fuck off. Rep's a big thing when you're that age. Sorry. Airborne's good. Airborne's, Airborne's fine. Right, well, there will be an article about the wonders of Airborne on We Are Pod Syndicate um, later on this week, possibly while that will be up by the time you listen to this. He refers to himself as the goose. What? The boy. So? It's just, it's he's so chilled. He's chilled, bruh. He's so chilled, bruh. He keeps telling people bruh, which chill, seems bruh. to annoy Jack Black. It does annoy. Jack Black is, is just chaotic energy. Jack Black's chaotic energy in everything, pretty much. Yeah, but w- worse in this than, than usual. Like, now he's a grown Yeah, and Seth Green has <gasps> some mad hair. I did it! What? He was preheated to a temperature. Yeah, no, it works. Woo! I just fixed our oven. Very good. Um... Sorry, just a bit uh, yeah, that's, Did you not realise you had to turn it on? No, the... It, it, so, have you not given the back no, story? No, no, no. So, me and Isabel went to the supermarket yesterday and got, like, a couple of those, you know, those restauranty pizzas with the really thin bases? Yes. Full of them for lunch and then some cookie dough to make cookies because I couldn't be asked to actually make cookie dough, but I wanted cookies. Um, So, did the pizzas. Pizzas cooked fine. Took them out, put the cookie tray in, left it for the 10 minutes that you're supposed to leave it. Went back, not cooked at all. They'd like, they'd they'd melt, you know, you know, like when cookie dough kind of makes a cookie shape. You leave it in like yeah. a bowl and then it makes a cookie shape. Yeah. It doesn't have it, but then it had just not cooked at all. So I was like, oh, I'll give it another, another four minutes. Went back, nothing. Another five minutes, nothing. It was in there in the end for about like half an hour before I eventually went, right, clearly there's something fucking wrong with the oven. Um... Did a bit of googling, um, and yeah, it turns out that the most common cause is the heating element in the oven going. Um, now we we if we can fix something ourselves, we we don't like to bother our landlady, do we? No. So I took the oven apart last night, and the heating element was like all like blown at one side. So watched a load of YouTube videos, read loads of advice, went to Blackwell and Denton today and got a new heating element and have just fitted it when I got home from work. And it works. Yay! Nice. Well done. Thank you. What have you been watching here? (laughs) Oh, we've got a Patreon choice. Go on. (laughs) It's Dark City. Dark City. Well, well, like, well, uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't even know you put that in. Yeah, you think it's Yeah, somebody, some, yeah, um, uh, John Dangerfield, you got to thank for that, Bex. Oh, amazing! Did you listen and then sympathise with the fact that it will never get done otherwise? I, I, I think so. Even though the uh, remains of the day stands um, drag on in infamy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I just remembered the movie that we, another movie that we that we watched 
that I forgot to talk about. And it's the one that I was kind of most looking forward to talking about. Remains of the day? No. And I'm holding back on watching that because I kind of want to rewatch that. You say that every time as well. And yet <laughs> it never, ever, ever gets picked. I do think it's my fault. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. Oh, I'm so excited it's Dark City. Who the fuck is that girl in the right of the I Am Number 4 poster? Because the one on the left is Teresa Palmer, isn't it? Yeah. What? <laughs> I Am Number 4. Who is that girl? So the other one that, that we watched, just thought I'd let Ian actually talk for a little bit. <laughs> Hang on, have you already done the cine? Yeah. No, but we've talked about cine loads. We watched the cine. is good. Are you sure? Yes, it's very good. Do Diane like Agron. Di- oh, Diana Agron. That's right. God, Alex Pettifer. Fucking hell. He was a person who starred in films until he didn't. Uh, until he became, until people went, ha, oh, he's a prick. <laughs> that was it. I mean, like, that's fucking amazing. Like, just when, like, people stop being in films and it is literally because they were too big a douchebag for Hollywood. Yep. Yep. When, when, what's it? Uh, when, when Channing Tatum is asked the question um, about it, and Channing very nice about everybody. He plays the Hollywood thing right. And was asked about Ali Pettifer and said, said, why didn't he come back? And he's like, he just, he didn't gel with the rest of the cast. Uh, and then we said, so are you saying it's because he was an arsehole and he just went no you said that I just didn't disagree with you (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was a really smooth way of going yeah he's an arsehole Um, so I'll very quickly do the the, the, the last one we got we rewatched Good Morning Vietnam Um, the day Um, and it's a film that I've I've seen a few times over the years but I think always kind of gets I don't know why for some reason it kind of always gets forgotten about um, it's just been reduced to a quote, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. Yeah, which is quite sad because it's a really good movie. But more than a really good movie, it is Robin Williams is absolutely electrifying in this movie. Yeah. It, it's when he first comes into it, he's a he, he's fun. But then when you have the first radio show bit, it, it, it's very much a you, you sat watching it, you sit up and go. Oh fuck! Just this guy was so, so good at this. I think it's that first one. It's like um, um, he, he's been woken up really early, hasn't he? And he's really quite subdued yeah. and like acting all tired and at the console. And then they're like they three, two, one him in, and it's just like boom, and he just fucking hits. He, the ground he turns running, it on, and you watch yeah. it going, my god! When Williams is like this, he's just he's an absolute force but then when you get into it later on and he he has to bring in that dramatic element to it and he's mm. a bit broken and shaken by it all he, he, instead of it dropping a level his level doesn't drop it goes fucking up mm. the other way mm. and it's just like you see there's a whole kind of when williams is in that 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 level in that zone there's a there's a really melancholy to it it's yeah. it, it's really it makes you watch it and go, he's quite something and it really is massively missed. And I think mm. to an extent, I think under 
underappreciated, really. I don't think he ever he ever gets the because he was such a personality. It, I think it's easy to forget how fucking good he was. Yeah, yeah. I think he gets credit for for certain elements of his performances and not necessarily the depth that's in there as well. Yeah. It's just seen as, oh, he's got a beard, he's going to be a dramatic role. Oh, he's not got a beard, he's just funny zany man. Mm. And it's it's like, well, actually, no, he's got a beard in this, and he's all of those things in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Really is a, a very, very good movie. Nice. nice. What you been watching, Ian? Um, so I'll continue the Robert, uh, Robin Williams uh, tip quickly. I... Um, it was kind of a double bill with Lottie, actually. It was the first time that's ever happened, but it was more like the second half and then the sequel. We watched the uh, we watched the Happy Feet films. Um, so Happy Feet and Happy Feet 2 are fucking mental. But Happy Feet is, like, mental. And Happy Feet 2 is fucking, fucking mental. So... <laughs> They average out at fucking mental. Um, I enjoy these films very much, even though they're all the parts together should be shit. But there's a sincerity about them, which. it kind of feels lacking a lot these days. Um, Do you think it's because they're made by... They're not... They're, I don't want to talk about They're made by somebody who, who chose to make an animated movie. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. They're not a, they're not a specific animation director. And that's not to play down animation directors, but often you get these type of movies that are churned out to be put into a um into a slot in a in a, a kid's holidays that'll make a shit of money without anyone fucking trying the problem is there they get a director that, that they think won't even bother trying mm. yeah yeah no i mean that, yeah that's exactly it i mean you've got george miller here who wanted to make these films you've got happy feet which is this kind of jukebox musical mental thing which at the end blends live action with cg to and has this um environmental message and you know it's lovely and it 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 felt of a more innocent time and then you've got happy feet 2 which has Matt Damon and Brad Pitt playing Krill, one of which basically becomes self-aware, and the only reason why the other one follows him is basically because they're uh, they are partners in life and love, it seems. Um, and one of them is basically I don't want to swim with the with the the crowd, and actually talks about the existential terror of loneliness in the world. And the main thing is they're called Will the Krill and Bill the Krill. And, and Bill the Krill, yeah, absolutely. See, I, I um, completely forgot that Prince wrote songs for the first one as well. That sounds correct. Yeah, um, like at the end, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Prince has the song over the end credits. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And apparently, apparently, 
at the, at the start, the reason why I ended up writing that song for the film, or did the song for that film, is because they wanted to use Kiss in the film. And he yeah. didn't, he wouldn't let them. And then they showed him some of the movie and he was like, no, fine, have it. <laughs> which is, which is great. And I mean, that that's the thing. It, it Like I say, I mean, they, they, it just, they feel like sincere pieces of work, Um, which, you know, cute penguins singing fa- famous songs. You look at, you, you know, you look at it and go, that's some fucking cynical bollocks, like combining like march the penguins zeitgeisty stuff with jukebox musical but it's not it's got its heart on its sleeve and happy feet too i mean it's a hell of a film um there's a, there's a part where humans come and it looks like they're gonna, they're gonna save the day and then there's a big blizzard and they fuck off and humans are not in it for the rest of the film um part of the the the, the crux of the story is that uh climate change is occurring and it stops the it, it basically leaves a bunch of penguins stranded in like a in a valley and um there's like green popping up all over the place but they don't they don't beat you around the head with it um it's just it's there and at the end they're like everything's gonna be all right and then it kind of like pans out and there's green patches all over the place and it's like it's fucking not like and it, it just like but the film doesn't tell you that it's just this so for kids it's like yeah okay everything's all right, all right great but you see that and the, the the visual is quite powerful um and and yeah but these films seem to have been forgotten i mean happy feet too i know like kind, kind of got lambasted when it came out it was just like what the fuck is george miller doing whereas it feels like if that film came out now it would be this visionary piece of visual art yeah i mean the first one pretty sure it won the best animated feature um but that kind of almost feels like because it was zeitgeisty and had an environmental message Happy Feet 2 is doing some fucking crazy shit, which will completely fly over kids' heads. But for adults watching it, it is a completely different film. It's operating at two planes and does both successfully. Lots was fucking in. And it was like I had a conversation with her about climate change. You know, it's her introduction into the idea of climate change but at the same time she didn't notice all the green shit but she asked like why is this happening and you know i i said like the ice caps are melting and they're they're finding you know it's making it difficult for them to live you know which is quite a fucking head spinning concept for a five-year-old but at the same time she gets to watch these um penguins basically team up with a load of other animals to cause like a massive kind of avalanche of snow and stuff so that the these penguins can get out of the valley and everything's okay um they're really 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 interesting films both of them i've actually given those a go i've never actually seen them to be honest no i mean um i i i happy feet 2 is the more, I, I suppose is the more interesting of them but happy feet has got its moments and just like robin williams he plays dual roles in in the films and he's really good he's really really good and he sounds like he gives a fuck like he always does um but yeah i mean it's it's a decent voice cast for both of them to be honest um 
Yeah, I, I, I will happily watch family movies. I quite like watching family movies. Uh, both on Netflix. Nice. Job done. Um, yeah, I Happy Feet Two man, it's a fucking men's, it's crazy. It's but really really interesting. Um, so uh, newer releases, uh, Midway, which we were gonna gonna review, but I shall chat now. I'll be honest, I think we've probably had more to talk about with Cold Pursuit than we did with Midway. Uh, than we would with Midway. Um, so it's uh, Roland Emmerich's uh, new one. Um, and basically, it's uh, it starts with the attack on Pearl Harbor. Um, you've got Ed Scrin, uh, Scrine, whatever his name is, playing a character who would have to be a real-life character because his name is Dick Best. um so dick best um he he ed ed screen is really interesting casting here because he's supposed to be an all-american hero but all the way through it just like you can't get out out of your head like mate you look like a fucking scumbag (laughs) he he does have a very villainous look to him doesn't he it's you know it just like he just he looks like like a a, a a thin intimidating person but here he's supposed to play like the inspiring all-american hero he was like one of only i think it says at the end one of only two men to destroy mo- uh, multiple aircraft carriers in one day you know and it it's like yeah a, a, i don't know man yeah yeah ed scrine you 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 look like you're like an agent for the Japanese who's going to fuck everybody over, not the all-American <laughs> hero. It's uh, quite something. But yeah, um, basically, uh, Pearl Harbor happens. The the US want to get revenge. Uh, Patrick Wilson plays kind of like an intelligence officer who, um, together with the guy who used to be that guy from the Orange Wednesday ads... <laughs> Who, do you know the one I'm talking about? Like the film executive from the old Orange Wednesday ads. Yes. He plays this like um, this uh, uh, kind of code breaker who has a couple of big scenes, and it's like, wow, good for you. <laughs> good for you. Good for you, guy from the. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know he's acting against Patrick Wilson and Woody fucking Harrelson. It's like that's brilliant, but. Wow, your agent was just like lay dormant for five years and it really did you a good service. So, uh, you know, um, but yeah, um, and it's basically about the preparation for Midway and then uh, kind of the, the attack. Um, the, the film is 138 minutes long and feels it. Um, it's got some fu- like it's at times, I mean, like. I was talking to Brad about uh, to Brad about this on Twitter, but at times the screenplay feels like it's one of those I got a bot to write a short story about blah. Here are the results, you know, and it, it's just like it's like a robot just talking bollocks, but in a screenplay form. It has that at times. There's a fantastic sequence where. Uh, spoiler alert: Ed Scrain is like talking to um, like a gunner pilot guy he's like I don't, I, I don't think i can do this i don't think i can do this he's like well you know you're gonna have to do it because we're here now and you know tough shit you're in it i'll be your wingman don't worry 
And literally, the next scene is this pilot, like, taking off and then fucking up and then, like, crashing into the sea and dying. (laughs) And it's like, all-American hero Ed Scrine, who inspires people to pilot themselves to death. death. (laughs) Uh, It... But it's incredible because, and then like afterwards, he's like, "I said I'd be his wingman," and it's like, mate, like literally, you look like you've, you you two have literally known each other for ten minutes. You've gone, "I'll be your wingman." You're not ready for it, but get in that fucking plane. And then he he just fucking he's it's dead. brilliant, and it's like he's going along the runway. It's almost like halfway through, he just goes, "Ah, oh, fuck, I'm a bollocks to it. I'm done," and then just crashes into the sea. It's um, it, it, it's incredible. Uh, Woody Harrelson has one of the great hair pieces of our time. <laughs> um, it, it just, but the, I mean, I I enjoyed it though. Like just, but almost because of how fucking hoorah bollocksy it is. But the, I mean, the action's well done. The dog fights are, are you know, they're pretty intense to be fair. Um. It looks like it looks like it cost 100 million dollars. You know, I mean, we said earlier on it didn't uh, for me. It didn't look like Cold Pursuit cost 60 million dollars. Midway looks like it cost 100 million dollars. Fair play. I will say as well. And I really wanted you to see this for one reason. Yeah, I wanted you to tell me what happened to Aaron Eckhart in this film, because I genuinely don't remember. <laughs> there is. Yeah. Like, seriously. Like, so he is supposed to be like the world's greatest pilot and he goes off. He bombs Tokyo. He lands in China. And then he has a couple of scenes where he's getting led through some grass. And then he disappears. And I was waiting for him to turn up for the rest of the film. And at the end, where it does like the what happened to them in real life after, he's in it. And at that point, I went, yeah, shit. Aaron Eckhart was in this an hour ago. What happened to it? God. It's weird casting. Um, yeah, I, it's. I like I say, I enjoyed my time with it. It's a Lionsgate release, so it will be on Netflix by February. Um, and give it a watch. It's it's all right. I mean, shit, it fucking beat the crap out of Doctor Sleep at the U.S. box office this weekend somehow. That, I mean, that's brutal. Midway did 19 million. Doctor Sleep did 14 million in its opening weekend. Like, wow. Um, but yeah, Midway. It It is what it is. Three stars. Nice. Uh, it, it, uh, it's, that's a real kind of... Uh... I, I, I was looking forward to seeing it. I like Roland Emmerich movies. I like Roland Emmerich's ridiculousness <laughs> yeah i mean it just like it's some of the like seriously when you see it when like when watch it on netflix or whatever the um i'll be your wingman next scene he dies and then ed screen just going like i said i'd be his wingman it it's incredible i mean like he there there is a scene where his wife like straight up says to um luke evans like why is he not commanding a squadron and I just wanted Luke Evans to go just like, right, shut the fuck up. No one likes him. <laughs> like it, it's, But it's like that, though. He's not inspiring in the fucking slightest. Nick Jonas 
is more inspiring in this film. Nick Jonas. But I enjoyed my time with it. Three stars. It is what it is. I feel like it is what it is is the most damning with faint phrase thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like that, that film is a Roland Emmerich World War Two film starring Ed Skrine, Nick Jonas, Patrick Wilson and Woody Harrelson. <laughs> Enjoy. Oh dear. Uh, I also watched um, Le Mans 66, a.k.a. Ford versus Ferrari. Um, so this comes out next week. Given that we're reviewing The Irishman next week, I'm assuming we're also probably not going to review this. Uh, I really want to see it. OK, shall I leave off? Sorry? I will be watching it. OK, I, I, I will leave off. Are you going to watch it next weekend, though? Yes, probably. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What I will say, I was I was very Ford versus Ferrari's great title. Why did they retitle it Le Mans sixty six? Le Mans sixty six is a more appropriate title for that film. Nice. Um, I'll 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 leave it there for now. Um, yeah. Also, if you watch that film and you're like, hey, who's that guy? It's Josh Lucas. bugged me for the entire fucking film (laughs) it's josh lucas it's josh lucas of course i will Uh, i will inevitably forget and go oh ian fucking told me this guy was as well who the fuck is it it's josh lucas josh lucas has got one of those he's like simon Baker is it? He's got one of those. Yeah, he yeah. looks like a dickhead, but probably is a really nice guy. Kind of faces. Like, literally, I think he went into the audition for that role. James Mangold took one look at him and said, "You look like a dickhead. You're hired." And he's got, he's got, he's got, he's got me this far. Yeah, that, I mean that 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 is it. Jo- I mean, like shit, man. Josh Lucas was he in Stealth? Yes. He was supposed to be a good guy in stealth. <laughs> I've seen stealth and I still think he was a prick in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like he should actually be working for the rogue AI. <laughs> he, he, they really pushed him as being like, uh, like going to uh, be like a leading man. Like he was like neck and neck with Colin Farrell at one point. Uh, and yeah. He looked like too much of a dick to compete with Colin Farrell. <laughs> He's the Ed Scrine of his day. He is, isn't he? He has such a sheeting grin. <laughs> like, seriously, man. He is, like, sorry, just to say about Le Mans 66, my one massive problem with that film is that he is a fucking asshole for the entire film. Guarantee, if, if, if he was played by a different person, you wouldn't think that. It's no, just, but... he literally looks... He literally looks like if you got in a lift with him, he would somehow behind your back try and fuck your wife in that no, lift. I, mean, I was, did you know, I was thinking exactly that. He would look you in the eyes and say, I don't know who you are, but I will fuck your wife. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is, that is Josh Lucas. That, that is Ed Screen. Yeah. <laughs> they are. They're basically the same person. I, I, like, 
it just yeah we'll we'll talk about it but yeah um okay uh watch goldfinger patreon podcast recorded it with jordan good half hour or so solid chat about um goldfinger um and i rewatched black dynamite which is my favorite comedy of all time so there you go i fucking love black dynamite that film will never fail to make me laugh it will never fail to make me laugh ever 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 even when i am dead my corpse will still (laughs) shut at that film (laughs) you want to reanimate a dead body you get my skull in front of black dynamite and you will see some shit (laughs) that's some weekend of bernie's too shit but it's gonna but i will come back to life i will laugh at black dynamite and then i'll be gone again Reminding that Weekend of Bernie's 2 exists. It just made a really panicked noise as well. Like, no, I just remembered, I just remembered that, that I, I, I acquired Weekend of Bernie's 2 the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah. Fair enough. Just fucking watched. And uh, I'm done. We, we didn't do trailers because we thought you might want to chat with us. Perfect, yeah. Yeah. What trailers we got? Um, oh, first of all, a little bit of news. There's yeah. going to be three more Has Fallen films. Amazing. Yeah. Where else is going to fall? Yeah. Well, I, I still claim I think he's going to fall. Okay. No, uh, but he, no he fell in Angel Has Fallen. Yeah, he was no, no I, I, he's actually going to fall, like in his yard. Oh. And that's going to be the movie. Okay. Oh, no, we'll, okay, so we'll have Nolte Has Fallen. Yeah. And then Dad Has Fallen. fallen. Dad has fallen. And then Butler has fallen. Yeah. Dad has fallen. Oh shit, my kid has fallen. And oh no, I've fallen. Yeah. And it's basically. Basically, it's going to be like that episode of The Simpsons, another Simpsons reference, where uh, Principal Skinner falls over in the garage. No, no. Do you know what's going to happen? Oh, yeah, go on. He's going to fuck over Roland Emmerich again. So Roland Emmerich's next film, Moonfall, is about the moon coming to Earth. No, no, no. They're going to do Moon Has Fallen. And again, after the White House down Olympus Has Fallen thing, they're going to do it again. They're going to fuck over Emmerich again. Moon Has Fallen. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting take. And then it's going to be God Has Fallen. And then Twist Simulation Has Fallen. And there's going to be another one that's just called You Have Fallen. You're going to go, what and fall? Yeah, that's it. You will literally watch it. You oh. will watch the film, stand up, fall down, and never get uh, never get up again. And you'll be like, ah, damn you, butler! It'll be a more effective ring. <laughs> yeah. There we go. We've just written the next I mean, yeah. six, I think, of <laughs> Fallen movies. And Gerard Butler thanks us for it. I'm very, very excited for the continuing adventures of Mike Bannon. <laughs> I'm really excited about I'm excited about how many people have gone, yes, <laughs> when that news came out. I bet even the producers went, holy shit, we were joking, but fuck it, yeah, why not? It's just after that mid credit scene in Angel Has Fallen, uh, where can they go now? Yeah. After that 
fucking mid credits. Where do they go? There's so many places, and we did. We were like, it won't. The problem is, I want that movie, but we won't get that movie. Well, now we fucking do. <laughs> Thank you, Vin. You clearly had something to do with this. <laughs> um, trailers. Soul, the first teaser trailer for the next. What is it? The next Pixar. Yeah, I've got no idea what the fuck this this film's about. I I, I liked it until he fell down the. What is it? And then we had the little uh, British gas advert. Um, And And it looks like Inside Out too. Yeah. And I was like, so that's his soul because he fell in there and died? Or what? Maybe. I don't know. I don't want those. I want want to watch the adventures of that man. That dude, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's just got his big picks, haven't he? Yeah. To be fair, at least we've got two original Pixar films coming out next year. Yeah. I mean, you say original. You did just also say this looks like it's, uh, yeah. Inside Out 2. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I know. But, yeah, I mean, at least they're not sequels. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it just, I honestly, watching that trailer, the guy wants to do something with his life other than a, a nine-to-five job. And then he's blue. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know more. Yeah, I, 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 the trailer has done it for me. I'm intrigued that it's either, I'm either going to be, I am well up for this, or I'm going to be like, go fuck yourself, Pixar. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna preempt it and be go fuck yourself, Pixar. Uh, uh, we have Lee. Uh, when else? Uh, the Invisible Man. Yeah, this yeah. looks quite good actually. Invisible yeah. toxic masculinity. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm quite intrigued by it. I'm- Fine with it. The fact that I, 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 I am not on the Moss train as much as people are. No. No. Puts me off a little bit. I. I'm very. I'm. I'm. I'm very on the let's fucking go train on this. I fucking love that after the dark universe bobbins, they've like seemed to have realised, and maybe it's just because horror is quite hot. But hey. Instead of doing these action horror films, let's just do fucking horror films. Yeah. You know, let's Blumhouse the fuck out of it. Let's have it cost $10 million and gross a lovely profit rather than costing $150 million and making fuck all. I like the fact that Luke Crane out of Haunting of Hill House is the baddie in it as well. I don't know who that is. The baddie. Yeah, I don't know. I can not see him. I mean, you see him at the beginning. I won't watch him at <laughs> It's an interesting premise. I like the look. I like the look of it. Um, I like Lee Wynell movies, so I'm, I'm up for this. Yep. yep. Um, the more I see of Bad Boys for Life, the more I think is Martin Lawrence getting fatter as the trailers, as the trailers go along. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I, again, I'm. <laughs> again, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still very much up for it. This coming out in January pleases the fuck out of me. Yeah. You haven't seen the other two, though. I know. Oh well, we're gonna be doing some fucking bad boysology. Yeah. I, the thing is, they're really entertaining. They are. Number two. 
Number two has, has literally a fighting set piece that we're watching it going, this is fucking mental. Fine. All right. Bad Boys 2 is a car chase where the bad guys are fucking throwing coffins at Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. Yeah. It's they're, they're good times. Bad yeah. Boys 2 is two and a half hours long for no reason. It is at two hours where it's like everything's wrapped up and then ring, ring, they've taken your daughter. Where? <laughs> it is. It, it literally is. It's like beer. Finished the movie, did two more lines of cork, and went, no, wait, wait, I've got an idea. But, Michael, this is going to cost $20 million more than uh, that, than we got in the budget. I don't care. Just take it out of my account. I don't care. If you don't do this, I am going to fuck your wife. <laughs> and it literally went, and I don't know Josh Lucas. Yeah. I practice, I, I bow to the feet. Of Josh Lucas. <laughs> I bet he fucking does. I bet you Josh Lucas. Yeah. Michael Bay, Ed Scrine, and Josh Lucas. It cuckold the movie. <laughs> God, I hope Michael I hope Michael Bay listens to this podcast at one point and goes. I'm making that fucking movie. <laughs> I need two. Netflix had two hundred million dollars. Maybe Ben will Six more. underground. Six underground's coming. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, that's all I've got. My end. Oh no, it's sorry, the the banker. The, the, it's the first Apple TV Plus movie. Apple movie. Apple TV Plus. Apple, TV Apple. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to call it. Apple Plus? Apple TV Plus? Apple? Yeah, sounds alright. I know where you're going with that. No. Yeah. yeah. Apple TV movie? Is it a TV movie? Ian, what do we call this? Uh, Apple T- uh, Apple Original. It's Apple Original. It's an Apple yeah. Original. Oh. Well done. Wow. <laughs> that was stressful. Saved him a bit there, Ian. I, I, I pulled you out of that tailspin, didn't I? Yeah. yeah. Well, you were circling the drain there. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched this one Ian no after all that no I haven't <laughs> it, 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 it looks alright um, Anthony Mackie and um, Samuel Anthony Jackson Mackie, yeah Anthony Mackie and Samuel Jackson um, play two well to do African Americans in the 50s based on true story who decide to start buying up banks but because they think that no one will let them buy banks, they essentially hire a yeah. white guy. I just I just played. saw Samuel L. Jackson, Nicholas Holt, and then the visual uh, yeah. equivalent of white noise. Uh, and played. Uh, <laughs> and I get, yeah, uh, what's his name? Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt to be their token white guy. <laughs> to, to like it all. some dumb white guy that they train to act like a rich guy, don't they? Yeah. Um, that was quite funny. I, that, yeah, I, I will be able to watch it for free on my Apple TV, and I am very happy about that. I'm very happy that, that I'm very happy that this is reminding me that Apple TV are going to do movies, and I'm not just going. So watch this then. You get it free for a year though. Yeah, I'm hoping there's going to be more movies and less. So I'm intrigued by that Jennifer Aniston. It's TV all TV show. stuff. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm quite intrigued by that Reese with a spoon, Jennifer Aniston. I'm intrigued by it. But not to the point of where I will actually watch it. No. It's not that intrigued. 
mean, you do like Jennifer Aniston, though. I do like Jennifer Aniston, but not enough to watch... TV. Not enough to watch, like, eight hours of a TV show about it, no. But I watched eight hours of Friends again, but not that, no. <laughs> That's just silly. I mean, is it, though? I mean, yeah. Fuck you. Um, yeah, that's that's it. For trailers. I'm at that point in the evening where I'm standing up because I need a wee. So, what questions have we got? We have got a couple. Do you want to wee while me and Becky answer them to start off with, and then what is it? Because there we have got a couple here. Okay. Yes, please go. Uh, Rick Kid at Rick J Kid. What are your favourite films not in the English language? Can I have like Ghost in the Shell? That's not in the English language, technically. Yeah. Old Boy, got a bit there. Um, Lady Vengeance. Old Boy, anything by Ghibli. Yeah. Uh, yeah slice. Uh, the Ring movies have their place. Handmaiden, I really fucking enjoyed. Too many. Train to Busan. There's, there's, there's a glaring one. Oh, don't leave me to talk on my own. I hate you when you both do this. It's just not fair. I'm not. I'm not filling. Constantly. No. Why? Because no one's getting to talk on my own. You can cut it out. I do all that all the time. Talk on my own. Well, I'm not podcasting. You put your theme music. <laughs> um, yeah, what else have we got? Yeah. Ian. Yes. Favourite movies not in the English language? Uh, Old Boy. Um, that's literally the first one that came to mind. Uh, my mind, actually, as well. Yeah. Um, We've had Ghibli. Oh shit! Yeah, Kotaro, of course. We've had um, Ghost sorry. We've had Ghost in the Shell. That's a good show. Um, Akira. Akira, yeah. Oh, Akira's a good I'm, one. Fuck. I'm having a Rutsukadoji. Is he not wait Asian? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Let Me In's a really good movie. Let the right one in. Let the right one in, yeah. Say the fucking American title, and I like a prick. Good fucking Philistine. Yeah. Um, like me a bit of uh, Funny Games. Like me a bit of Hidden. Ooh, yeah. Good shout. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Good shout on Hidden. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That's quite a few. What you think? Then. There. Yeah, you really like that? Yeah. Oh, them. Yeah. Oh, wasn't it? Yeah. Feels. yeah. Um, I love a home invasion movie. It scares the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> no, yeah. Um Which franchise should be given the Halloween slash Dark Fate treatment uh, next, ignoring the sequels to create a new story from what point? As an example, a sequel to Aliens that ignores Alien 3 and 4. Uh, 
Die Hard after Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's a really good shout, actually. Like, just, I don't mind Die Hard 4.0 and and A Good Day to Die Hard, but just, I want that John McClane, because... Go rewatch Good Day to Die Hard. I enjoyed it, and we liked it when we reviewed it on here. I liked it on rewatch. I rewatched it... Um, about 18 months ago, and it is an absolute piece of shit. Which one's that one? The the one where it's him and it's Joy and Joy Courtney. Joy Courtney plays his son. And then 4.0 is the one with Justin. Justin Long, Long yeah. 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 Yeah, that one's all right. Mm. That's the one where they jump a truck into a helicopter, isn't it? Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Ooh. That was a really good shout from what is it? Oh, Men in Black. What, just just pick up from number two. Again. No, pick up from number two and then just make a movie with that those two guys later in life. They've only made three. Four. Oh. And what's number three? Hang on, what's number three then? Uh well, they go back in time with Tom, with uh, Josh Brolin playing Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, I don't mind that one, I don't think. No, what if that's too long? Yeah. The Men in Black movie should be 90 minutes long, and that's it. <laughs> they had um, Men in Black International for rent on iTunes this week for 2 99 I've rented it, and I will talk about that next week. It's it's the most doesn't-exist film of summer 2019, but I will watch it. <laughs> yeah, it is, and it? it's, it, it, it's that one for this year. Hmm. I just realised it's me who's got the questions in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, John McGrath, uh, is VR a viable filmmaking technique? Would it be immersive or would it be overwhelming and messy? Overwhelming and messy. Are you overwhelming and messy? VR. Yeah. As in, like, start with the headset on in it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it. It's. It's it, 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 it actually used VR a lot, lot more than you have. Right. It's. <laughs> it's interesting. He's got. A... Shoot your fucking whining, Rebecca. Let him talk. That's not what I meant. I mean, that's what you said. Fuck you. <laughs> Go on in. Uh, I'm going to do it Ian's explanation right now. Um, <laughs> so, which is weird because if you write that out, it should be a play on a play on words. Explanation because you got uh, no, it shouldn't be. No, I just realised that's not IAN. Never mind. Can say also the Matrix. <laughs> I'm first one. I'm ill. I'm ill. Are you ill? I'm no. ill. Oh, what's wrong? I've got like a, a man flu, but like, I, I, to be honest, I've perked up quite a bit during this. Um, your your husband's added some fucking spice to uh, to tonight, <laughs> and he's uh, it, it, it's woken me up quite a bit. Well, good but, So. VR. It's two separate questions here, Jordan. I'm talking to you, Jordan, directly. Viable, and then is it overwhelming or is it immersive? So viable, no. Because in the end of the day, you've got to have a fucking headset. Like, I don't, I don't think we'll ever get to the place where, like, commercially available, you'll get glasses which 
you know, just like commercially sensible glasses that people just uh, like put on and then they're in VR. There's there's too much pro- there's too much processing behind it. It just I don't I don't think it would happen. Um, I mean, you've got you have got wireless VR, um, like um, Vive do a wireless headset now, but with like tracking shit all over the place. But I just don't think it's viable from that point of view. You know, it's like Alfonso Cuaron did a VR film and he got a fucking special Oscar last year for that shit. It was either him or Inaritu. It was no, it was I think it might have been Inaritu. Anyway, viable no. In terms of actually watching it, it's it is immersive, and you do forget you you do forget that you're somewhere else for a moment. Like Resident Evil Seven, I will never ever have an experience with gaming such as I did. As you know, the sequence of Resident Evil Seven where you're watching the tape and you're hiding from the old woman. Max, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Oh, actually, both of you maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you do it, it's funny. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So me, fucking height, literally hiding from this woman, bent down, poking my head out. Like I will never have an experience like that in in my life. I don't think. In it, like I I hope I'm never hiding from a homicidal old, old woman. I so wish that Donna had videoed you doing that. She could have done a picture in picture. Oh yeah, no, it would have been amazing. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good shout. Um, <laughs> but so in terms of watching a film, though, it's passive. You know, it, it's you are watching that thing, and regardless of where you look, you're not interacting with it. You are just watching something play out. So I. It is immersive, but I think VR for gaming or practical applications, I think, is one thing. VR for movies, nah. You need to, in the end of the day, if you're making a film, your attention needs to be drawn towards something specific. Because, you know, I mean, yes, for world building, it would be a hell of a thing. But if you're fucking looking behind you at, I don't know, somebody playing table tennis, but Robert De Niro's in front of you talking to Al Pacino, you know, it's going to, you're not going to actually be paying attention to what is happening in the movie. With VR, it's like you're potentially paying attention to any angle at any time when you're gaming. With a film, you're looking at one direct point. It just, for, for, for immersion, sure, but movies and free 60 degree immersion, I I don't think they meet. What I'd say that is, um, like, like you say, it, it will be difficult. Somebody will do it at some point. Um, it's as with every kind of like new advancement in it, porn's already doing it. <laughs> And that's what always does it first, you know, uh, <laughs> in everything. Um, I could see Black Netflix doing a Black Mirror VR episode at some point. I could see something like that happening. A film, it, it would take something for a film to be constructed, shot, um, and then it's like, right, you're making this film where your scope, it's going to cost so much to do, but your scope is going to be so small 
to, to, to do it. It, it. It's quite it's a very interesting concept to see if it ever will happen. It's I, I could see augmented reality doing something a, 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 a bit more, but not again, not in a film space. Um, like Apple uh, are designing augmented reality glasses, which it looks like they're probably going to be out in like two, three years time. And it's like, I think I do that. Sorry. Didn't Google glasses try and do that? Was that yeah. 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 They, yeah. they did. Yeah. And it failed spectacularly. Amazing. Um, and it's like for, for a practical application for like train, like for like on the job training, for something where you're like using your hands and whatnot, I I, I think it could be incredible, you know. But it, it's I, I I don't know. I mean, like like surgical procedures or something like that, you know. If like you can actually see like see it in front of you and it's lifelike, and maybe even if you get haptic feedback or something like that, I think it could be a hell of a thing. But for for movies, like I say, it's like it's a very specific it's a very specific art form where your attention is being drawn to a particular thing that a director wants you to pay attention to. And if you do that in VR, then it almost feels like what's the point of VR other than a gimmick where every now and then you might be looking behind you or looking up or looking down. And, but still the director is going to particularly want you to focus on a particular point. You know, I I just, it, it, I, yeah i just i don't i don't see it i don't see it for for gaming for practical applications yes movies no but then again in 20 years time our conception of what a movie is might be completely different and at that point i will be fine to depart this earth <laughs> yeah movies are just going to become theme park rides yeah i mean but that, that, yeah but i mean like it, it, it's scorsese's it, it, point his point is, is is really well 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 made because he's it, He's clarified now he wasn't meaning it as a negative. He was separating the two, which makes sense. Yeah, it's... I don't know, man. Sometimes being... It's weird. I'm in my mid-30s and I'm already thinking like, well, yeah, I can be stuck in my ways if I want to be. I'm already having that kind of like fucking... Don't don't tell me to fucking reconceptualise my idea of what a film is. I've been watching films for the last fucking 30 years and they have been what they have been you know i do i want them to be something else not necessarily is that a bad thing to me no if somebody else thinks it's a bad thing great fuck you yeah so just while we're on that kind of topic like changing tech changing movies Mm -hmm. i'm assuming you've both seen the news about the um james oh james dean yeah yeah they tried that with Laurence Olivier in Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow, and that film was a rip-roaring success. Good luck to them. It's a fucking stupid idea, and it won't happen. Yeah, it is. It won't. His family have given their it, blessing. It doesn't mean it say it'll happen. It won't happen. It won't happen because it's stupid, and whatever happens, that film will bomb massively. Mm. It's just because you have footage that you can manipulate and use doesn't mean to say in any way you can get the ideas of what an actor's performance would be. No. James Dean is in three films. James Dean will always have been in three films. That is it. It will not happen. Because the filmmakers literally will be 
ostracizing themselves from pretty much everybody who is not involved in that movie and they will not get anybody of any note in that movie because they will go i don't want to be thought of as being in that fucking james dean ghost movie james dean grave robin movie yeah so you won't get anyone of any note you'll get a bunch of either actors who are taking it just have a what is it or you'll get a bunch of fucking no mark wannabes it is a preposterous idea. I, I, yeah, I mean, you, you say that versus what's happening with Carrie Fisher in episode nine, where it's like they're basically repurposing stuff that they didn't use in episode seven. Yeah. And they're, they're remolding it to what they have. Whereas with James Dean, it's like they're creating something new using the fucking Frankenstein's monster elements of what they've got. It, it does It does feel wrong. It does, yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's disgusting, really, to be honest. It's, I, I just I don't think it'll happen. I think no matter what the James Dean State or anything that, or any, that, that they're looking at, um, unfortunately, I think you've kind of got to go, all right, they want to pay there. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's going to be family members who didn't know him. Yeah. It's just they're related to James Dean and they, they get some money. Mm. Well, you'd think they'd be getting money anyway. There's, there's not that, probably not as much as they want. You yeah, like merchandise and stuff like that. It, it's official. very difficult with official merchandise, bro. What is it? A lot of it is probably not that official. Mm. Image rights quite possibly still on by the studio as well. Mm. They used to like, didn't they? Used to, was, it, was he around in the time where studios used to like own actors essentially? He, he, he was, um, he was tail end of that, wasn't it? To, to five pictures, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. he wasn't the, the, the studio contracts. So, um, image rights for anything from those films is probably held by the studio. You should buy a lot of the time when you see images of James Dean from photo shoots rather than stills from the movies. Well, that was a depressing topic to end this week's show on. No, 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 no. It was interesting. No, I mean, it's, it was a big thing in the news. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, a bit fucked, isn't it? It's stupid. It's fucking stupid. But it won't happen, so. It just won't. So, next week, we've got Dark City. Woo! Uh, we've got The Irishman. Woo! And uh, we'll probably have Le Mans 66. Woo! And yeah, that'll that, that, that do it. Uh, so patreon.com versus... Uh, versus, fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, I'm flagging slightly again. Patreon.com forward slash film bastards. You've got the uh, third part of the In's Guide to Bondage with uh, Jordan and I talking Goldfinger. Or as I say at the start of it, the third episode of Cats Talk. Uh, where I just talk about how much I'm looking forward to cats for a few minutes while Jordan just goes, what the fuck's going on? Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a good time. Um, blows my mind that you're as excited for cats as you are. I'm so fucking excited for cats. The thing is, right, Donna and I watched the first uh, two episodes of His Dark Materials, which were directed by Tom Hooper. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's like... All that kind of 
bollocksy fisheye lens shit that he does in his previous films. He does in his Dark Materials as well. And it's like, I really need to see that in Cats. I want, I just want vintage Tom Hooper fucking adoring the smell of his own farts. And just making the biggest stinker humanly possible. Yeah, you're you're hoping that it's going to be so enjoyably shit, aren't you? I it's like I mean like actually, slight tangent again before we fucking end the show, and I'm in the closing statement. And I'm doing a fucking tangent. They've announced like basically uh, the Golden Globes will not see cats before their awards like consideration deadline has passed. And it's got people saying, well, is it just a commercial play now? And it's like if cats was in any way good, that thing would be getting rushed for awards screenings. The fact that that is not going to play for consideration at the Golden Globes that have a best musical or comedy category where (laughs) the tourist got nominated. That film is like I I, I am really looking forward to Cats because it's either going to be just the most surprisingly enjoyable greatest showman-esque holy shit that thing made a billion dollars worldwide and everyone loves it or it is literally going to murder tom hooper's career (laughs) and i can't fucking wait to see which one it is i'm so excited for cats i am so fucking excited i fucking i oh I want that thing to be in 4DX so bad. <laughs> it's gonna, like, people are gonna press charges against Cineworld. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. I think Jordan said during the Goldfinger thing, what if instead of the moving seats, they just throw a bag of cats into the screening? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just or it's such a fussy, fucking success that they use their digital fur technology, and in 2022 we get dogs. <laughs> yeah. oh, I I can't I can't wait I can't wait. It's going to be fucking fantastic, <laughs> but just in one way or the other. It's going to be something. I'll say like, that. If that film is a three star film, it will be my biggest disappointment of the fucking decade. <laughs> oh, man. I can't. I might watch the fucking trailer again now. <laughs> like, it, but the thing is, though, it's like, where's the second trailer? That film comes out next month. Yeah, it, 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 there's so much to worry about with that movie. I it, it just it's going to be two and a half hours long, and I it just oh god, I hope Russell Crowe cameos. 
<laughs> no, he's going to be the post credits. He's going to be the dog. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense actually. No, Russell Crowe is dogs. He plays every single character. <laughs> All the dogs. But he'll only bark in it. Oh, I want that to be the tagline though. Russell Crowe is dogs. <laughs> oh man. I, I fuck it. This film's gonna be absolutely fucking it's gonna be mental. I just oh, it's gonna be two and a half hours long. It's gonna be in four DX. People are gonna fucking die. If, if, if that film if what I will say is if that film isn't plus two hours, it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is absolute fucking bullshit if that movie isn't plus two hours. Why? Because nobody spends that much money and that much time doing a musical that's going to be like that and has it be 117 minutes. No, yeah, because Universal, if it's less than two hours, then Universal have looked at it and gone, what have we done? What have we done? No, kill it now. Because of all that, you know there's 12 minutes of credits. Yeah. It's going to be 75 minutes long. It's Jennifer Hudson singing Memory 12 times on a loop, and every now and then it cuts to a shot of Taylor Swift. Yeah, and at the end of it, there's an apology. Yeah. (laughs) And then then they go, and now Russell Crowe as a dog. (laughs) And and it's just like directed... Directed by... Poochie went on his spaceship back to the moon and got blown up, or whatever the fuck it says in that Simpsons episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I can't fucking wait for cats. Good night. Good night, folks. Um, yeah, have we done all the. No, just good night. Good night. Right, just it ends there, Mark. Macavity's on the street. He's called the Hidden Poor. For he's the master criminal who can defy the law. He's the bafflement of Scotland Yard, the flying squad's despair. For when they reach the scene of crime, the cavity's not there. There's no one like McCavity. He's broken every human law. He breaks the law of gravity. His powers of levitation would make a fakie stare. And when you reach the scene of crime, McCavity's not there. You may seek him in the basement. You may look up in the But I tell you once and once again, McCavity is not there! McCavity is a ginger cat. He's very tall and thin. You would know him if you saw him, for his eyes are sunk on him. His brow is deeply lined with thought. His head is highly domed. His coat is dusty from neglect. 
his whiskers are uncurled. He sways his head from side to side with movements like a snake. And when you think he's half asleep, he's always wide awake. Macavity, Macavity, there's no Macavity, for he's a fiend in feline shape, a monster of depravity. You may meet him in a by street, you may see him in the square, but when the crime's discovered, then Macavity's not there. He's a worldly respectable. I know he cheats at cards, and his footprints are not found in any files of Scotland Yards. And when the blood is looted, oh, the jewel case is rifled. Oh, when the milk is missing, oh, and the pig's been stifled. Oh, the greenhouse glass is broken, and the trellis past repair. There's the wonder of the thing, Macavity's not there. This podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com.